Hello and welcome to Adventures in Venueland, an EAMC podcast. This is your all-access pass to go backstage and behind the scenes with some of the brightest minds that cross the scope of the live entertainment industry. I'm Dave Rettelberger. And I'm Paul Hooper. We'll introduce you to some of our favorite people as we dive deep into the world of live touring shows and the venues that host them. Our adventure today takes us to Savannah, Georgia. We're going to talk with OBG General Manager of End Market Arena and Savannah Civic Center, Monty Jones Jr. Monty, thanks for making the time for us today. Hey, no problem, man. Thank you guys for having me. So I've heard some rumblings about this whole End Market Arena, but where are you guys at? What's, what's happening? Because I know, boy, this is this is a big project for OVG. Yeah, no, it's a huge project, and I'm glad to be a part of, of this, and this is a game changer you know, for this community. I mean, this is the biggest undertaking the city of Savannah has ever taken. And, and with Savannah being the first city of Georgia, you know, this is just speak huge volumes for that. Um, you know, right now we're expecting to have, uh, we're in the process of finalizing our seats um, installation. We just finished our um, center hung. So that's looking, looking nice. It's like a, I take it as a, for the size of the arena, I take it as a miniature version of the Jerry video. The Jerry World. <laughs> yes. Okay. Nice. Yeah. You don't want it to be the actual size of that in that arena. No, no. <laughs> Our capacity would go down, so it wouldn't be good. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, you know, it's that process. And, you know, we're looking to come out and have our first events of um, 2022. So what a time to be in this, you know, uh, opening an arena business, right? Because so, so where was it at? Was it kind of always planned to be in that window? We've been pushing for the first part of 2022. Um, since we broke ground in September of 2019, you know, we've had great weather here in Savannah other than, you know, rain here, here and again, but you know, it's been great weather overall and ACOM Hunt has been doing a great job with getting this project to the level that it currently is at. It's got to be a challenge because, you know, there even for so many venues that had established staffs, right. You know, to go out and, uh, you know, keep, you know, even reach out to people that used to work and have them come back, but you're, you're literally starting from ground zero. So obviously when I, when I visit the end market arena website, first thing real big is, Hey, we're hiring. Right. But, <laughs> but, but so, so how's, how's that whole process been like for you guys? Man, it's, it's, it's been a challenge to be honest. It's, it's been a huge challenge. Um, you know, we're trying to get the staff granted. The good thing is though, the staff that we do have, like, you know, they're top tier staff. We have a great team um, that we built here and we're continuing to build uh, with some of the positions that we're having um, on our full-time staff. So it's it's going to be great overall once we get through that final. I think we probably have about three positions that are unfilled right now that we're looking to finalize our full-time staff. But, you know, it's, you know, it's, it's part of the process as a whole that we're, that we're all dealing with. So, you know, it's kind of part of the territory as you know, we know in this industry, the ever-changing. Absolutely. And maybe you even benefit from things kind of getting shaken up a little bit over the last year and a half. And people are looking for new opportunities. Some people are looking to move out of big markets into smaller markets or, you know, there's there's maybe a little more. uh, I don't want to say volatility sounds sounds negative, but a willingness to kind of uh, change your career path and go in new, exciting directions. So hopefully that, you know, was played into your favor a bit. 
I mean, you got to think about it. Who wouldn't want to live in Savannah, Georgia? I mean, you know, the, the whole aspect of, you know, being here on the coast, the culinary, the hospitality, the charm of what Savannah is. But then, you know, as we all know, you have Monty Jones Jr. as your general manager who you'll be working with. So, you know, come on. That's a huge plus overall. <laughs> Comes with free fedora hats. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Monty, when we look at, you know, Savannah there, you're you know, GM of not just the arena, but there's also some other facilities, right? The the Civic Center and then what, what else is going on there? Yeah, so currently we have the Savannah Civic Center that's currently in place. The Savannah Civic Center includes the Martin Luther King Jr. Arena, uh, which is 7,500 seats. Um, the Johnny Mercer Theater, which is 2,600 seat theater. And then we also have a, what, 4,000 square foot ballroom six, seven, eight meeting spaces and a 12,000 square foot exhibit hall, you know, so on top, you know, that's, so that's what we're currently in the process of managing uh, while we're going through the uh, pre-opening and um, build phase of the in-market arena. So no small task, (laughs) no small task, you know, you gotta, you know, where we're, you know, we're looking at it, you know, we're trying to, you know, prepare with the stipulations and so forth for shows that we have in this building while we're booking shows, trying to go and sell at the new building. So, you know, we're, we're getting a little, you know, on the job training, you know, preparing us. So what's the Savannah community reaction been like to, to the new arena? Are you getting some, some feedback? Is there just a good buzz in the town about it? Yeah. So it's a great buzz um, for what we have. Uh, we've, you know, a couple of weeks back, we announced our opening weekend of events to, you know, kind of get us a, a little just of what, what there is to take where we announced Raleigh Green, and, you know, we also we also just announced um, Morgan Wallen, uh, which is, you know, doing great right now with this pre-sale and, you know, Globetrotters. We've announced um, a hip hop show and also an R&B show. And then we have some great announcements, you know, that's going to be coming um, in the upcoming weeks. So the buzz has been great. The media has been picking up a great bit of what we're doing. The community um, has been great with, you know, just taking into the fact of, hey, Savannah's on the top tier playing field right now with the entertainment for what we're, you know, looking to bring in with our partners, Live Nation. And we can see from your virtual background, uh, Dave and I can see you're bringing hockey to Savannah, which I don't I don't know of the history of hockey in Savannah. And I would assume there's not a lot. But is that something that's new? Is Has there been a team there previously? If it's new, is that kind of created its own buzz and that now uh, the community has like a team to rally around. Yeah. So, you know, that's, you know, for, for sports wise, if when people hear sports in Savannah, the first thing people, you know, think about kind of nationally is the Savannah bananas, you know, the Woodback college league um, team, you know, but now, you know, we're bringing professional hockey to Savannah and with the ECHL franchise, we just um, made the announcement, um, the Savannah ghost pirates, um, so nice. you know, that's huge. That's a, yeah. that's a nice name. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's, it was amazing, you know, with the team, we have a great ownership group, um, uh, with this group and, you know, we're gonna, we're gonna reckon a lot in the ECHL with the team that we're going to put here. You can have a lot of fun with ECHL. I just, I, you know, it's, I just know from some personal experience that there's just a lot of opportunities to get really creative and, and I love the name. I love the team name ghost pirates. I mean, they just, it, it lends itself to so many fun ideas. Yeah, yeah, you know, really. and, you know, yeah. And, you know, the great thing about that, too, is, you know, this is the first professional hockey team in Savannah. You know, granted, we also have been doing for almost 30 years, 
the um, Savannah Hockey Classic, which the Hockey Classic is your Georgia Tech, Georgia, Florida, and Florida State. They come here on Martin Luther King Jr.'s weekend every year, and they host a um, hockey tournament. Wow. Well, that'll be elevated all, all the more with the new facility. I'm sure they're all really excited and hyped up about that. Oh, yes. I know one of the big priorities for you through this whole project is, you know, diversity and inclusion. And that's a, a big piece of this project. Am I right? Yeah. So, you know, part of um, Oakview Group, our overall initiative is, is be well aware and to be top of mind, you know, when you think of this industry with diversity and inclusion. But, you know, speaking to Jess Savannah, you know, part of our um, process is, you know, we're going to have 75% of our event operating income are going to be local Savannah uh, minority-owned companies. That's a huge plus for our total initiative as a company, but then also huge. the things to increase, you know, the opportunity for local Savannians, you know, here within the, um, the community. Absolutely. So where does that come from? Is that locally dictated or is that, was that an OVG kind of uh, request? So the local aspect of the RP process stipulated that you um, bring in a minimum of 25%. And throughout that process, you know, we looked, it was like, you know, hey, you know, as Oakley Group, as we are the disruption in the industry, you know, we need to do things a little different. And, and that part of that process is, you know what, we can go well above and beyond that to exceed you know, that minimum capacity that was required. And, and we ended up with finding some great community partners who went out throughout the community. And we found just these great companies and, and people to be a part of the process and, and bring them along. But on top of that, it's the avenue of also allowing these companies to grow. And so that they can grow outside of Savannah and just make their company bigger than just Savannah. That's great. When it's all about giving people that platform too, you know, sometimes people don't have that opportunity and they have, they might have all the motivation and all the, you know, drive to work on things, but without the right, you know, opportunity and platform to really elevate their business. I mean, I think that's, you know, all about, you know, bringing sort of this equitable balance to everyone. And it's, I think it's such an amazing thing you all are doing with, you know, bringing those people in. And like you said, giving them the ability to not only grow in the community, but grow their own businesses and grow it beyond the community across the state and the country. Right. And, and, you know, that's just looking at the event operating side, but then also to we partner, you know, with a local minority company, that's going to be our joint venture here. Um, with Pat Mathis Construction. And, you know, that goes as the same, you know, idea that, you know, we're going to look to help that company grow so that then they can look at work outside of just Savannah. And, you know, if we're looking at other venues in their state or in the region that, hey, here's somebody who already knows, you know, kind of our process and they can help and they grow outside of Savannah as well. With that whole that whole process, you know, there there has got to be some some challenges that some people, you know, looking at that idea, go, oh, we couldn't make that work because. But you guys are are finding a way to make it work. So have have there been any bumps in the road along that way, or is it all just actually been pretty easy because of the great community you have? No, I mean, you know, the thing is, you know, as Savannah stated earlier, you know, this is something new to Savannah with this big building, you know, and, and having the platform of what Savannah will bring as far as entertainment in the industry now with this new arena, you know, these groups have never worked in this field. Granted, they may have done, let's say security, 
you know, for another organization, but security, you know, at a hospital or somewhere else is different than security, you know, so forth uh, for entertainment industry. And so it's, it's just a process of teaching. And, you know, as I stated earlier about having a great team, you know, it's the team, you know, that we're the ones helping train them so that they are ready and prepared, you know, for what's to come. And so we, the good thing is we were able to bring them on board earlier, which is the huge plus of currently managing the Savannah Civic Center. So when you're doing this whole, you know, arena construction process, you know, there's obviously you've been in a lot of buildings, which we'll talk about here in a little bit. But but what are you what are you excited about for the end market arena? What uh, with with this new building, what kind of things are, are there that you are just can't wait to get see uh, out to the public? Well, you know, it's the thing of, you know, where Savannah, Savannah has roughly 13 to 14 million visitors a year, you know, just just as it being Savannah. You know, so with looking at adding this entertainment aspect of what we're about to add at the in-market arena, it's going to bring more people to Savannah. But then also it's going to have it where people in Savannah can actually, you know, sleep in their bed at night, you know, after coming to a major show. You know, so keeping that and that's also the also the other part of keeping the money local with having these great shows, but then also, you know, bringing additional people have given them another reason to come visit Savannah. You know, so, you know, Savannah is known as the hostess city. You know, now we're known as the hostess with the mostest city. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Are you, I, I know from the outside, one of the things that Savannah uh, gets some attention for is obviously SCAD, the, the school there. Have you all been like looking into, you know, incorporating some art or some installations or anything kind of cool there? Because I know that's definitely in the art community, that's very much like a, a hub for art is Savannah, not only because of the history and the culture there, but then obviously the school too. Yeah. So, you know, we're, we're looking at adding a, a nice public piece out in the front of the venue that will unveil on the opening weekend, but then also to talking with SCAD about looking at some different avenues where they can help entice with some different artwork in our premium areas or, you know, within, you know, as you know, most staircases and stairwells are, you know, kind of a dark, gloomy place, adding some pop to those areas. So we're looking um, to work with them on adding that, you know, to those areas and looking at different, you know, opportunities with internships with SCAD. And, you know, the great thing is, you know, we have, you know, with SCAD here, we have Savannah State University, we have Georgia Southern, we have um, Savannah Tech. So we have a good group of um, universities you know, right here. And even if you look just across the border in South Carolina, just down the road, you got, you know, looking at HBCUs where you have Claflin and um, South Carolina State right there. So we have a good group of to pull from to ensure, you know, and enrich all of those areas that, you know, we have here. That's great. So, you know, it's obviously a lot of stuff to be excited about there, but, but let's take it, let's take it back a little bit. Let's, let's, let's head back to the, to the, to the, the late nineties. When Ooh. when Monty Jones Jr. is uh, at North Carolina State University, uh, and you're working <laughs> on a, a Parks and Rec tourism management concept, uh, maybe it was sports management part of that too. And and so, what did you think you wanted to do with your life at that point? So at that point, I actually wanted to be a sports agent. And you know, one of our final projects um, in school was to to do a, a term paper on someone in your profession. And so I was, I was able, I worked in the athletic department. So I knew some of the former athletes and, and then was working with the arena football team that was there during my you know, last two years in school. 
you know, I got to, you know, get to know some of the players. And one of them was a local agent that I was able to talk to. And this guy was an accountant by trade. So during the day he was an accountant, but he was an agent, you know, um, at night and, you know, just talking with him of, you know, all the different things that he did and going back to school and, you know, getting his, you know, MBA and, and all of that and everything that he had to go through. I was like, you know what, I'm just ready to get out and, and get into, you know, the, the world. And so I was like, you know what, it's, it's a different for me. And so with having that internship with the arena football team, I got to see the minor league side, but then I also got to see the arena side, you know, with, you know, talk with Rob Douglas, who used to be over the events and production at the, back in the day, it was the ESA, then it went to RBC, and now it's the PNC Arena. So what I love about, you know, a chance to work for, you know, with a team like the Carolina Cobras, right, is that, yeah. you know, when you're when you're doing the AFL, ticket sales don't necessarily come easily, right, but you've got to get, you've got to get creative, and so, and, so, and some of those opportunities, you've got a little more freedom to think, you know, and, and get creative and, and to see what the arena and the team can do kind of sets you up with that good experience of, hey, you know, it, it's some work, but we can have some fun too. Yeah. And, and that's the thing about, you know, little, you know, with a small boutique kind of concept, as you're looking at minor league sports, it gives you the option to work in pretty much all departments. And so you get a, a little bit of everything, you know, with that. So it, it helps you, you know, kind of as you grow. So, you know, you, you graduate and you, you end up spending some time working for Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Yeah. Yeah. So, actually, I started what? there. My friend, Yeah. I, so crazy thing. I didn't want to go home after my freshman year of, of college. And my brother, um, two years older, um, he was he was there at NC State as well, an engineering major. And mind you, going back, I actually started out as an electrical engineer major. Really? Yeah, there you go. OK. Yeah. It's a very yeah. different path. Yeah. And and I wanted to stay up in Raleigh, you know, because I was I had a lot of fun my freshman year. So I got a job with Enterprise Rent-A-Car, uh, washing cars during the day. And then I worked at UPS, the twilight shift, loading the trucks at night. So from Man. 10 to 2, I would load trucks and then I'll wake up and go to Enterprise at 7 in the morning and would work from 7 to 5. Teach you the value of hard work, right? <laughs> yeah. Also gets you uh, used to that uh, live event schedule. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, no catering though. I don't think the, the catering at UPS was uh, was as solid as live events. No, um, no. <laughs> uh, so you know, you obviously, you know, you can make a great life out of you know, you know, that side of working, you know, through business and doing that kind of thing. But but you got pulled back to the live event side of things. Yeah, you know, it was it was it was amazing. And and I when I talk to people every now and then I tell the story about, you know, I was doing good. I mean, I was, you know, at the time I was a, you know, assistant manager, you know, at Enterprise and, you know, making good. I actually took a pay cut to come back into the industry. And yeah, you know, I know that feeling. Off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and that, you know, but that's the great thing. It it eventually paid off. And, you know, it's it was great to to continue and get that opportunity. So what was that? What was that step it back into into live events? I think was it uh, Spectra, Comcast? Uh, tell me about that. Tell me about how you got back in. Yeah, so there was an opportunity at the Colonial Life Arena um, at the University of South Carolina for an event manager, and um, I was able to, you know, from a which coincides from that internship and working with the Carolina Cobras, the um, the former director of ticketing with the Carolina Cobras, he was an assistant AD for the University of South Carolina. 
So he was able to say, hey, there's an opening. And, you know, I applied with Comcast Spectacor or Global Spectrum at the time. And um, I was able to get that job as an event manager. And I remember my, my first day on the job, Matt Holman just said, hey, we got, uh, it was First Robotics. And Matt Holman said, hey, here's your event, you know, go handle it. And all I had was a, a data sheet and the one point of contact and the rest is history. You just find a way, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you, know, you know, that was his best lesson, you know. <laughs> it really is. It's kind of like sometimes it's better off just being thrown into the deep end and, and finding your way out, fighting your way through it. Yes. But it was an easy one. The first one was an easy one. <laughs> uh, so what, what did you take away from that that first, you know, because, you know, you, you had a few years there. What did you take away from that that first real industry gig that, you know, you still carry with you today? Um, it's well, I, I, I blame um, Tom Paquette for this is the uh, he was the general manager. But, you know, one of his pet peeves was tape, you know, <laughs> um, having tape <laughs> visible on doors and so forth. Uh, so that's kind of one of the things I still carry, but then <laughs> that's a good one. I like that. Yeah. You know, but then it's, you know, also, you know, the, the avenue of just dealing with adversity, you know, just being able to, you know, from there having the opportunity to go from a event coordinator all the way up to the director of events within, you know, two years, you know, with the, having that progress to grow and just learning a lot and, you know, having people that were able to teach me the different aspects that helped me you know, to this day from, you know, having Kurt and Shannon in the box office and, you know, had a lot of good marketers from, you know, Abby to Andrea and, and Laura and Casey, just to name a few that were there to learn a little bits and pieces about that. But then learning under, you know, Matt Holman and um, Tom Paquette um, and so forth, you know, on the event side and the, the financial side through, you know, Chris Azuzu, you know, budgeting process. It was it has helped me today from just bringing all that knowledge from the learning, the budgeting process, and then how managing your staff at a big building of that size with 18,000 seats to, you know, having a good rapport with, you know, having these mid-sized venues that I've been managing for the most part. Yeah. What'd you say is your, is your management style? If you had to kind of put a, put a, you know, a style to it. Um, I would say my management style is, I would say is, is, is an open, is open-handed. Open-handed, open-handed, you know, um, so open-handed is like, Hey, I, I give it to you. But then if, you know, you don't take the knowledge that that works for you, then therefore the hand is going to have to close and it's going to, you know, have to choose to go to the next person. So I guess, yeah, I guess that would be a good approach, you know, cause you know, I, I like to give people the, the freedom and the opportunity to do their job. I don't, you know, I don't like to micromanage, you know, we, myself or the assistant GM or so someone felt that you were capable of doing the job and we're just here to provide you with the tools that you need to succeed. That and no tape on the doors. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Things of that, that sticks with you though. If you see it, you see it, you know, intended. it'll stay with you. Yeah, right. I get that. I yeah. get that. So from, so from there you end up heading to the Windy City? Yeah, so I, I had the opportunity to go open up a um, brand new 6,500-seat arena, um, the Jones Convocation Center. I, at one point, I thought it was going to be named after me. That's why they chose me. Um, but, you know, the process, you know, with it being, you know, part of the 2016 Chicago Olympic League, that was, you know, one of the things that, 
that I saw that I wanted to be in the process of Chicago one, you know, so um, I, you know, was there for roughly um, a year and a half. And I, I say the best thing that came out of that is that's where I met my wife. That's great. I mean, what, what was that process like just going to that kind of market too? I mean, I'm sure it's a pretty big difference from where you were coming from and you know, was you obviously met your wife, which is amazing, but you know, was there some kind of good things, some negatives, uh, some things you kind of pulled in from that, uh, that maybe, you know, you've taken on, uh, as you, as you've grown throughout your career? Yeah. You know, it's that process helped me with my, um, I, I would say the political acumen with having to deal with the politics of what this job entails, you know, from the, you know, I, with being at that location as political as Chicago was, I didn't have to deal with, you know, probably the magnitude that, you know, you know, Soldier Field or United Center or, or you know, Navy Pure or the or so forth would have to deal with. But it's the process of on that campus. You know, the building was named after the state Senate president, you know, Emil Jones. You know, so having him constantly there at the venue and dealing with the president and the politics with you know, what comes from him being an alum of there and, you know, just that avenue of Chicago as a whole, that helped on that end. And, and then too, I'm, I'm a, you know, country town, you know, small town, Princeville, North Carolina, where I was raised and having an opportunity in the big city, you know, that was, you know, that was huge for me. So from there, you know, you go to your first real, your first official GM job, uh, James Brown Arena. Uh, Augusta, you're there in Georgia. Is there part of you when you're GM that looks around and you say, wait a minute, am, am, am I the GM? How did this happen? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, you know, that, you know, that there was, I would say Augusta, you know, to date, um, up until in Market Arena opens, you know, was my pride and joy, you know, because was able to come in from a, a building that had been mismanaged, they were, you know, in the process of losing $1.4 million a year being subsidized. And by the time I left, I cut that subsidy in half. But then also being able to truly, that's why I kind of, I think I kind of really came out of the shell with being involved with the community, you know, and, and things of that sort where, you know, we we're doing the Dancing Stars and so forth there, being on all the multiple boards and so forth. And then, you know, just the the crew that was there and building that crew, but then also building the team that a portion of them are still there, but then also having it where you could grow people from, from that building, you know, there's a couple of people that are general managers now that came, you know, that were part, that was part of my team there um, at that building. That's so great. I mean, that there's nothing better than really having someone that worked under you, whether it's an intern or coordinator or whoever, to see them go on and take on that success and then to be successful, you know, hoping that you had a small part in that, but also, it's, you know, it's, it's just the best feeling, I think. Yeah. I mean, like one of, you know, my, my first intern um, was Josh Small and um, he ended up coming um, to Augusta um, as my director of events. And now Josh is the general manager in Albany, Georgia. So, you know, just, I remember, you know, I was, I went back, he's an NC State alum as well. And so, you know, I went back and I um, spoke to his class and he came up to me afterwards and said, Hey, that job sounds fun. I want to be, and I want to get an internship. 
And like I, you know, I said, okay, you're you're good. And that summer he came up and to the, I mean, now we're looking, I guess that was, man, it's probably 10, 15 years ago now. You know, so it's 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 great, like you just stated, Paul, to just kind of see that. You know, when you when you look at, you know, I guess back to that August 2008 when you're starting that first GM job, if you could go back to to 2008 Monty and kind of whisper something in his ear, right? And say, hey, here's a little tip that's going to help you out down the road. You know, what do, what do you wish you you knew then that, that you know now? Be be a little bit more patient, <laughs> you know, um, you know, because, you know, but, you know, at, at times it was, you know, you wanted to look at the first thing that came up and, and so forth. And, you know, like I, you know, like we talked about, like, you know, from going from, Augusta to to Phoenix, you know, just you know, being patient with the process, you know, just to, you know, make sure that you encompass everything. Yeah, was that a big culture shock when you moved to uh, Glendale? Uh, all of a sudden you find yourself <laughs> in Arizona working at, uh, uh, with, the, with the, you know, the coyotes uh, there. Yeah, you know, it's, you know, my, so my wife, she's originally from um, San Francisco, the Bay Area. You know, it was kind of similar for her, but, you know, me, like I stayed early, small town, North Carolina, is true culture shock, you know, but yeah, hey, we, we weathered the storm. Uh, we had some great stories, some great things we did with the Coyotes and with Gila River Arena. Um, so lifelong friendships, you know, with the team that and the crew that we had working the events that, you know, we, we still actually have our little text group of our staff that, you know, has gone on all different, like only one person is still at that building, but all of us are in the industries at different locations. And we still actually, you know, connect on a text. So it's that lifelong friendship, you know, that That's you, awesome. that you get from that. You mentioned you mentioned your wife, and I know, you know, a lot of us uh, in this industry that that have spouses uh, end up staying in one city because the wife's got her family nearby, and so so you must have a, a very understanding bride who has uh, who has worked with you in all these and all these uh, moves from market to market. Yeah, she she's very understanding. Granted, it, it's hard at times because, I mean, if you look at it, you know, I, I say that, you know, hey, we've moved, you know, what, eight times in what, 15, 15 years, 15, 16 years. And she adds on the multiple moves within the moves, you know, so like, you know, when we move to a city, you know, we're moving to an apartment or a house, you know, in a general area where we think that we would lease for six months. And then sure. we'll go to kind of a, what we feel is the permanent location, you yeah. know? So she adds that. So some of them have two moves that she adds on to it, and, <laughs> you know? So she gives me every time with that. How'd you guys um, meet? So while in Chicago, you know, I was renting a um, place in one of the high rises in High Park. And um, she worked for the uh, the company that, that was managing the property. And, um, the maintenance guy who I became friendly with, you know, just because it was a, it was a remodel high rise. And so I came friendly with him because, you know, needed some things done, you know, nice bachelor pad in a big city, you know, could see Navy pier and soldier field from my, you know, from the window. And he actually introduced us at one of our outings. And, you know, the, you know, the, the thing is a crazy thing was, you know, she didn't uh, return my call, you know, after I tried to get her to hang out, <laughs> Um, at a final four party, you know, that we were having with the um, black sports professionals in Chicago. And so she didn't return my call. And so I was like, okay, all right, well, and she called probably what a week later. 
and said there was phone issues. That's what she stated. <laughs> That's what she stated, you know. Um, so I, I let her, I let her have that. And, you know, and it's, but she, within, you know, roughly about six months later, you know, the opportunity came to move um, back South to Augusta and um, she, she moved with me there. And, um, you know, we married within a year from there and, you know, have right now three beautiful kids, two boys and a girl. So it's, it's been great, you know, That's with her great. understanding. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, obviously, you know, a couple more st- stops, you know, I mean, you, you know, uh, uh, Macon, uh, spent some time in Alabama, Charlotte, uh, you know, before you head back to Savannah, anything, anything else there on that, that journey that you feel you definitely, you know, you want to hit that it was an important piece of your, your adventure. Yeah. Like, you know, with that, with the stop in um, Alabama and Hoover, you know, I kind of ventured away a little bit, um, but it was still somewhat part where it was a 250 acre sports complex that I opened in Hoover, Alabama, just outside of Birmingham. And, you know, so that was great to to get that side of it, because, you know, that's one of the things that, you know, Oakview Group, you know, we're doing now. You know, you kind of put that parks leaders. and rec degree to some use. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, it, it all it all comes full circle. Right. You know, as they say, but then also, you know, with Oakview Group, you know, we're we're going to be opening up Legacy Park or Bell Bank Park right outside of Phoenix in uh, Mesa. So, you know, that's a rough 300 plus acre sports complex, you know, that, you know, my guy Rodney Reese's um, GM down there opening up. So, you know, it's, it's good to have that knowledge, you know, for, you know, what our future is going to be, you know, as a company with just the expansion of different avenues. Tell me how you ended up back with OVG. Um, you know, so the thing is, you know, as, as this industry is, you know, you, you keep relationships close and don't burn bridges. And, you know, with Doug Higgins, you know, I, from my time in Columbia, you know, I reported to Doug and, you know, Doug and I, you know, once he left Global Spectrum, he and I constantly stayed in contact, you know, and, you know, it was just having that, you know, that friendship to stay in contact about, you know, where we are and, you know, what projects and processes he's working on and so forth. And so with having that, he said, hey, you know, we got an opportunity, you know, as a as a business development, you know, director with that building, you know, to help with some projects that we're working on. And, you know, I said, hey, this is great. You know, it's a great opportunity for me because I was able to be close in North Carolina because that, you know, at that time I was transitioning due to my father's passing and um, my mother's breast cancer diagnosis coming back. So it was good to be close to family, um, but still, you know, have um, great opportunity with a great company. And, you know, so we go through that and Savannah was one of those projects, you know, that we bid on and we won. And I got the opportunity to work with Paul a little bit, you know, yeah. um, during transition down there at Rupp Arena, yeah. you know, so, you know, it was, it was just great timing with all of that. I mean, you really hit hit the nail on the head there with relationships too. And it, it doesn't take a lot because you can even be early in your career and you meet a couple people here or there. And even if it's locally or regionally, you make an impression on someone, you keep in touch with them, you know, and there's just opportunities will present themselves. And I think this industry as vast as it is, and there's so many venues in so many cities all across the country and really the world, it is also kind of a small industry and in that if once you work in it for five or 10 years, you generally know someone or you know someone that knows that person. Like almost everyone can be a 
yeah. second degree from Kevin Bacon, right? You know, like it's <laughs> right. it's like it's like literally you if you name a any venue in the US, it's like, okay, well, I know someone that used to work there, or I know someone that works there now, or I know someone that knows that person. You know, it's just it's small enough, but the beauty of it is that if you're looking for opportunities, you're looking to move or you're looking to advance or you're you know wanting to go into a certain type of market, it's really so conducive for that, probably more so than any other industry. Yeah. I mean, even even too, I remember, you know, while in Phoenix and Peter Luco, he had um, he had left um, Global Spectrum as well at the time. And he was working with the Florida Panthers and we had the Florida Panthers was visiting uh, for a game and in Phoenix. And so happened to go up and we, we talked for a little bit, you know, as he was, you know, maneuvering through and, you know, he said, you know, Hey, we'll work together one day again. That was, you know, back in, you know, mid, the mid teens, you know, the twenties. And, and so, and here we are now we're working together again. It's gotta be, uh, uh, you know, really rewarding to see, you know, this, this building coming so close to opening and, and your, your diversity, efforts there. You're, it's got to be such a point of pride. It's so cool what you guys are doing. Uh, and I, I wish you the, the, the best of luck as you, you get ready to open up the in-market arena. Thank you. Thank you. And, you know, it's, it's been great that to have um, great partners such as the city as well. You know, the city of Savannah, you know, has been open arms, you know, with Ophi Group and Live Nation and, and our partner, Pat Mathis, along with Delaware North. I mean, they've been great from, from the mayor, Mayor Van Johnson, to the, the aldermen and women, and even, you know, city staff from the, the Brett Bell. We have a new city manager here and, and so forth and so on. They've just been open arms. And it's, it's great when you have the, you can have a, a relationship with them and they, and they understand the avenues of what we're trying to do in order to make the city a better city than what it is. That's what it's all about, man. If you could just make a little Truly. bit, make a little bit better, make people's lives a little bit better, uh, yep. which, you know, that's, that's what we're trying to do here. But hey, before we let you go, and I know you're a busy man, but want to hit you with the fast five. It's five quick questions. Ooh. Just looking for your instant response up first. What was your first concert? Patti LaBelle. How about your favorite concert? Prince. The last TV show you binged was? Um, Secession. What's your favorite thing to cook? Um, smoked spaghetti. Oh, I have to ask about that. What? Uh, last, yeah. last question. What is, <laughs> what is, the, what is the, the Monty Jones Jr. TV show theme song? So there's a, cameras that follow you around everywhere you go, document your life. What is the theme song to the show that's all about you? Um, I would say the, um, what is it? Uh, Beans don't burn in the kitchen. Jefferson's, yeah. <laughs> Jefferson's, Jefferson's yeah. Song, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on up. Yep. Hey, uh, you know, uh, before we let you go, I do have to have smoked spaghetti. So it's it's my my aunt's recipe. Um, and it's it's essentially, you know, you take the process of everything is cooked outside. Uh, where you smoke your uh, your beef or your ground turkey, you smoke that. Then you get that prepared, you smoke, you cook your noodles out on the grill with the, you know, boil them and, you know, boil yep. the water and get your noodles cooked out on the grill. So they also have the smoke flavor. And then, you know, you mix, you know, whether you do your, your um, sausage or your, your sauce that you make, you know, have your sauce, you know, you know, bubbling up there on the grill, you know, that you're going to make. And, and then you get your pan, you, 
I like to put um, a layer of cheese on the bottom. Of oh, oh, so man. I start with the layer of cheese on the bottom. And, and then I go, um, I, so I go cheese, meat, noodles. And so I'll do probably roughly three um, layers for the most part. And then I finish uh, with um, cheese on the top. Oh eat a minute to myself yeah <laughs> you're, but, you're but speaking dave's you language that, and my language oh my gosh but then after you do that the cheese has to melt so then you put it back in and then you just smoke it you know for about uh 30 minutes to an hour depending on how smooth oh you want paul you ready for a road trip to savannah cool. yeah i was gonna say <laughs> save some for us we'll come down there and you gotta you gotta whip us up a batch i got you <laughs> and, uh if somebody wants more recipe or they want to reach out to you more about you know the you know or anything you're doing there money what's what's the big, best place for the budget? um so you can you can reach me on um i'm on linkedin i'm on um i'm on instagram i'm hardly up there but i'm up there um and it's monty jones jr so you got to put the junior up there i don't know who you're gonna get if you put monty jones um <laughs> and um let's see where else am i i'm on facebook twitter as well um, so I'm on, I'm on all of those things, but you're not on TikTok yet or. Uh... <laughs> I, so, so I, I have it on my phone. I'm up there, but it's more so for my kids. You know, they're up there looking at stuff and, and then they'll try to do some of the stuff that they see or, uh-huh. or get me to look at it. So what you're um, saying is there's videos of you dancing with your kids on there. All right. Sounds good. We'll go it, find it may be. <laughs> <laughs> it may because yeah. they sneak record me sometimes when we're doing stuff and my wife. So. That's that's very possible. Uh, on that note, we'll wrap things up so we can hop onto TikTok. But thank you, thanks for taking the time for us today. We really, we really appreciate that. No problem. Hey, thank you guys for having me. I really enjoyed this. And thanks to everyone for listening to Adventures in Venue Land. Remember, you can subscribe and find more episodes wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. We love your five star reviews so you can help others find us. Until the next adventure, I'm Dave Rettelberger. And I'm Paul Hooper. Save me some of that spaghetti. Adventures in Venue Land is a side project of the Event and Arena Marketing Conference, a nonprofit organization bringing together people in the field of live entertainment to discuss marketing, publicity, and sales trends. Find out more at eventarenamarketing.com. Audio editing and mixing by Camille Faulkner. Design and digital advertising by Megan Ebeck. Copywriting and publicity by Samantha Marker. Guest booking and brand strategies by Paul Hooper. Guest research by Dave Rettelberger. Marketing strategies by Paul Hooper, Megan Ebeck, and Samantha Marker. Thanks for joining us. Until the next adventure.